This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we're taking a look back at the State of Maine Indoor Championships for the track and field teams. Plus, the squash teams competed at the NESCAC Championships as they get ready for Team Nationals. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The women's and men's track and field teams hosted the State of Maine Indoor Championships on Friday and Saturday, respectively. The women's team won the state title for the fifth consecutive season by the second largest margin of victory ever. The number 10 nationally ranked Bobcats were boosted by a number of excellent performances on their way to the state title, including senior captain Sally Cisse's meet record triple jump of 38 feet, 7.5 inches. Senior Shristi Sunil piled up the points, winning the long jump, finishing second in the high jump, and third in the triple jump with a personal record of 36 feet, 4 inches. And she is our female Bobcat of the week. I think this year it was a lot more special because we've won it for the past three years now. And I think the whole team, especially seniors, did not want to lose it our senior year after winning it for the past three years. So we all knew we had that goal in our minds. And I think just having the team to support us there and we knew we wanted it. So we all did really well and pushed ourselves to compete and win. Yeah. First place in the long jump, which you've done before, but I, well, that event, you seem to shine here at this particular meet. What's so comfortable with the long jump for you? So usually for the state meet, I have high jump and long jump that go off at the same time. And I think it's just having those two events overlap. It's like I focus on some things in high jump, which helped me in long jump. And I think that just helped me out throughout the meet and has been for the past three years. And I've been doing long jump since I was like 10 years old. So I think it just is one of my favorite events so, so yeah that and the high jump overlap so how does that work for you yeah, competing so one yeah long jump starts at six and high jump starts at six thirty. Okay. so they happen at the same time so i have to go back and forth and sometimes if i have the momentum of clearing a height in high jump it like transfers to long jump i end up doing better so that helps a lot sometimes but at the end of it i'm also exhausted but it helps while i'm doing it so yeah great third of the triple jump a new pr for you yeah. so that's an event obviously you've been working on what was working so well um i actually haven't been practicing triple jump as much as i have been with long and high jump but i think i don't know what happened because triple jump is the last event and it was after long and high jump but something changed and i had that energy in me that translated into a PR and I don't know how that happened but it worked out well yeah well funny you know third but obviously Sally got first yeah, and yeah. I know I think the last time we talked you mentioned you learned a lot from her in terms of the triple jump right yeah for sure I think just watching her and she's came in second outdoor which was right. for in nationals which was amazing and I think just like watching her practice and put in the effort kind of wants you to do better as well and she's my roommate so we sometimes just watch like jumping videos and like things we need to work on in practice so I think doing that together having someone there with you just helps a lot how many years have you been roommates and pretty close right yeah we've been close since freshman year but we started rooming together our junior year and we decided to do that this year as well because it's been working out great and even yeah when we're in the room sometimes we're just watching jumping videos and like training videos and watching Olympic athletes and the drills they do and I think just like 
putting that same effort in practice and trying to come up with new drills to better ourselves is really, it's great having someone there to do that with you. So Now, what's next for you personally? So I have been applying to grad schools and I've, I'm done with all my applications, so I'm waiting to hear back a lot of master's programs and two PhD programs, so I should hear back from those soon. Uh, fingers crossed, but hopefully study more. I'm looking at economic policy and international business and development, so those sort of programs in Boston and New York City. Great, great. And then from a track perspective, I know as the year goes on, you know, fewer and fewer people are competing, but are you, you're going to be competing soon here? Yeah, so we have a meet in BU this weekend, and New England's is in two weeks. Yeah. So we'll be going to Springfield for that, and... Hopefully, if I can do improve my marks, then maybe nationals, but I have no idea how that will go. But I have about another three or four meets left for the indoor season. Yeah. Great, great. And then um, when you transition to outdoor, similar events for you? Yeah, the same yeah, events, yeah. long, high, and triple. <laughs> great, great. Yeah. And that's what you've been doing your whole time here? Yeah, and actually last year I tried the pentathlon. So oh, right. that's Yeah, I, because indoor it's long, high, hurdles, shot put, and the eight. So uh -huh. shot put and eight were new for me, right. but the other three I've done before, so I was like, why not? And it was fun for a year, but I don't think I had it in me this year. Well, it is a lot. I mean, the shop yeah. puts a completely different yeah, event. Yeah, it's extremely different. And the training for the 800 is just hard. So, I, yeah, I, I didn't think I had it in me this year. And so I'm back to just the jumps. Gotcha. And you think that's improving your jumps and you're able to focus on that more? Yeah, I think I've now I have a lot more time to focus on just the jumps. And that definitely helps a lot because it's a lot of technique and doing the drills over and over again. So, yeah. Funny connection I learned about uh, off-air. Ani Nambiar told me that you and him went to the same middle school in mm -hmm. India. I mean, what are the chances of that? India is like the second biggest country population-wise. They both yeah. end up in Bates. Yeah, we figured that out once we got to Bates. And... I didn't know I'd meet someone from Bangalore at Bates, first of all, and then to know that he went, we were at, in the same middle school for a, for a certain period was just crazy. <laughs> and we know a lot of the same people, so it's just, I, I, I just found that amazing. And it's great to have someone from Bangalore here. Terrific. Now, any other thoughts on your, some of your goals going forward here? Hopefully, yeah, just try to do better each meet, um, focus on things that I need to work on, and keep pushing myself I think and definitely having Sally there helps a lot because she puts in so much effort and just watching her makes me want to do better so yeah that's something I want to work on. Meanwhile, the men's team finished second. Uh, senior captain Adedire Fakariti set the meet record in the weight throw with a winning distance of 62 feet 5.75 inches. He finished second in the shot put and captured the Peter Goodrich Memorial Most Valuable Field Athlete Award for his efforts. I'm honestly very proud. It was something that me and Fresh, my coach, uh, definitely sought out to do in the meet. Uh, very nervous my first uh, five throws. but I mean, my first four throws, but I put it behind me. It was relaxed, and I was able to break it on my fifth and sixth throw. So very pumped about that. I heard a huge roar when it happened. You kind of you know why we released it. That's a great throw. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> before I was roaring, obviously, yeah. during my finish, but a big thing that we were working on during the week was to get in a good position and then use the strength. So I got in a good position through it, and I watched it, and I was like, wow, this thing's flying over the 60. As soon as it landed, that's when I knew it. I yelled, and I was very pumped. 
And obviously a lot of crowd support there as well, right all around the bleachers. That must have hyped you up. Oh, my goodness. The, the support was amazing. I had friends from freshman year, my roommates, Adam Webman. Adam, Adam Webman, my roommate from uh, sophomore year. A lot of my friends, like countless of people that I can't even name, but like they all came out and supported me. It was really fun. It was kind of cool. You did it on the same day they honored uh, Peter Duran, right? Yes, Peter Duran. He shook me after. He's a really good guy. I love him. Uh, honest, honest, uh, honest to God, great guy. He's honestly like been one of the best officials I've had around. He's just very supportive. He goes over the rules very meticulously. It was awesome to see before like they gave him his award. He was still standing and doing his job. He he wasn't really even paying attention to what was going on. He didn't even see his wife and daughter were there. It was amazing. The guy's a true like he's he's just a he has a great work ethic and he's a great person. Excellent. You also finished second in the shot put. So how's that developing? I know that's an event you've been working on. Yeah, the shot put is developing. I, <laughs> it's something I'm uh, struggling with. Uh, plus. Plus, there's 60 feet. You know, I'm still around 48.50, so I'm working on it. It was, it was good to put it all together. In the prelims, I struggled. I was throwing rather poorly, but I was able to put it together my last fifth and sixth attempt. So Great. And then you got the uh, field MVP trophy there at the end. That was a cool moment. Um, and the first thing you did was text the former thrower, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, sent, I, sent, uh, I sent some Snapchats out to some people. Uh, I don't know. That trophy is something that I, I watch as a freshman. Uh, Sean, you know, strive to get. And honestly, Sean is, has been the greatest motivator for me because he's such an astounding athlete. Unfortunately, he didn't get it. So, like, um, it was a huge honor to get it. And I was just kind of like, at that moment, it was surreal. I was like, wow, like, holy crap. Like, I just did something. Like, this this is interesting. Like, this is my first time ever getting it. So, at that moment, I, I, I think a fire lit it inside of me again because after my sophomore year which i threw 1905 that i'm still trying to beat i think i'm i'm back to that now i'm hungry again i want it bad so it definitely sparked something inside of me i'm excited for the next coming weeks excellent uh did you have a pretty good idea you're going to get that or was it um i mean you knew you performed well right yeah i knew i performed well uh I, the state record and then a second place i i you know still up in the air i didn't know how the jumpers did because right. Um, um, Greenberg, uh, this Bowden jumper, I probably said his name wrong, but he's won it the past two years, and, you know, it's good to snatch it away from him. <laughs> and he, he, he said, take good care of it after I walked away with it. And I smiled, and I nice, held nice. on tight to it. So I would say you have some exciting news off the track and field, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so I officially got the offer, and I signed it for with Merrill Lynch, working in wealth management next year. So now I don't have to worry about stressing over a job. It's 100% throwing now, so <laughs> I'm really excited to just, you know, do what I need to do in class and then be a full-time athlete. <laughs> and you're from New Jersey, and you're going to be really close to home, right? Extremely close to home, yeah. 15, 20 minutes away, so my parents are pretty pumped because they know I get obsessed with everything I do, so even though I'm fairly close to them, even living with them, probably not going to see me that much, but, you know, it's, it's good to make them happy because they, I mean, they made me the man I am today, so. Great, great. And how do you think of Bates education here has prepared you for this next step? Honestly, a liberal arts education is probably one of the most underrated things. I mean, being well-rounded as a student and just being able to just look at things in different lenses, I feel that's an intangible thing. Um, I think in the interview process, like, I had an edge over a lot of people because, like, not only was I involved in, like, athletics and sports, but, like, I was part of a search committee that, like, ha like interviewed people. So, like, I knew exactly what needed to be done. Um, they asked me a lot about the other classes I took outside of my econ major, and I was able to tell them about philosophy classes that I've taken, sociology classes. And, honestly, I, f I felt like that just made them see me as a well-rounded candidate. And I honestly can 
cannot thank Bates enough for for um, for helping me shape 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 uh, me as a person. So great. And now, what's next on uh, the field there for the throws coming up, uh, the next meet and everything? Well. I had a meeting with Fresh this morning, and uh, I asked him what the uh, the school record was. It was 2017, 2017 meters. So when I throw 2018 meters, I'll have the school record in the weight throw. That's You're pretty close. Yeah, I'm getting pretty close. I'm itching up every every week, about a meter and so away from it. That's like three feet, but I mean, it's definitely doable. You're going to go to the Valentine Invitational, or absolutely okay. this Valentine Invitational. I'm just going to be throwing weight, hoping to push the mark. Trying to set that PR, finally throw farther than 1905 for my sophomore year. Excellent, so. excellent. Well, D-Ray, thanks so much for joining us here on the Bobcast. Appreciate it. Good to be here. Speaking of award winners, congrats to junior Christina Alexova on being named the NESCAC Women's Squash Player of the Week. She went 4-0 at the NESCAC Championships over the weekend as the Bates women finished fifth. Meanwhile, the Bates men finished second to number one nationally ranked and defending national champion Trinity for the third straight year. In the semifinals against Williams, Senior captain Ani Nambiar found himself down 2 nothing, and what happened next makes him our male Bobcat of the week. Walking into the game, actually, I thought that should have been a relatively straightforward game, and it did happen that way. I was up 10-7 in the first game and lost five consecutive points to lose that game, and then I was up 10-5 in the second game and lost seven consecutive points to lose the next game. And the third game at 5-all, I tripped over my opponent's foot and... Um, Rolled my ankle. I felt that I rolled my ankle that I'd already sprained last year pretty badly. And I was on the ground for about 10 minutes, and um, it felt really bad. I didn't think I would be able to continue. Um, the trainer said that um, you should probably walk out and just, like, get some treatment first. Um, and then I walked out of court, and Coley tells me that we have four wins, and your match would be the clincher, and it's really important right now. And I'm still trying to walk. I'm limping. Uh, it's like there's a lot of pain there at the moment. And I walk up and down the court a couple of times. And I tell the trainer that I just come back at the end of the game. Um, you know, just come back for treatment later. Uh, I just need to like at least try and finish the game. I'm not going to forfeit a game that's that important. Um, whatever happens. And I got back in court there. And uh, it was more just I took a lot of time between points because it like I was grimacing the entire time. It was just. A, probably a really bad sight to watch but uh at least while i was doing it it was it felt like there was a purpose behind that match and i think that's what drove me to uh win that one was coley being entirely truthful about the situation um <laughs> so no, i knew that omar was omar was playing on the court right yeah. next to me so he said that it would be the clincher not the decider okay um and to me it's like and omar's had some really important wins over yeah. the season um but you never know. Like, as a freshman, I wasn't entirely very dependable. So, <laughs> Omar's also a freshman, and he was too old. So that could have gone either way as well. Um, and I could hear the cheers and the uh, disappointment as well from the other other, uh, other court. So, I knew that like my win would definitely win it for us. But I don't want to have to end up depending on someone else for this. And uh, it worked. I had to change my strategy on how I was going to play the game. And luckily it worked. I don't know if it worked with a different player, but at least with this one it worked. What was the strategy you ended up utilizing to fight through the injury? Um, so my normal game strategy is to just prolong the game for as long as possible until my opponents make errors. Uh, it lasts, most of my ma five gamers last considerably over an hour. And this time 
my strategy <laughs> I couldn't I could barely like lunge properly or like walk properly it was every like lunge hurt so my strategy was to do as little of that as possible and attack every time I got even a slight chance uh, so that the points were like much shorter and um, they shortened considerably because we were playing really long points before that and after that intermission where I went off court and came back this change is right I don't think he was completely ready for this change of strategy and I'm pretty sure he must have had me being injured in the back of his mind so he changed the strategy to work around me being injured and I like it was a lot of mental chess going on at that point and I think it worked out pretty well for me at the end. So those first two games, you had those big leads, and, and they, they slip away. What's going through your mind? I've uh, this is uh, it's awful to talk about because I've had this problem since freshman year. Because I get to game point, and you play this game to get to game point, yeah. and you need just one more point to win it. But it's the mental thing of just absolutely, you should continue playing the same. You should technically continue playing the same game, and I always try to change it and try to win on a flashier point. <laughs> Yeah. And then it gets to ten nine, and you're like, "Oh, I should probably like be more careful and uh, be more wary of what shots I'm gonna hit." And that point is could go either way. And unfortunately for me, it didn't go my way in both those games. Um, but yeah, these are definitely lessons that I should have learned a couple years ago. But at least I won the game, so a win's a win. But um, hopefully, the underclassmen don't make the same mistakes. Well, it's something you know conceptually you should do but yeah. it's harder to you know actually do it right? right because you get to 10 you have like a considerable lead at game point and you're thinking oh wow i just breezed through this game i didn't really uh have to put in much effort and then you lower your guard but do you think for the opponent that oh he has the opponent's probably thinking this is okay there's only one point left for him to win so i'm gonna up my game and it's just that brings us to the same level at that point or him slightly higher than i am and i guess the pros or any like of the better players would never do that and I guess I'm still in the learning process there do you almost prefer playing from behind sometimes then um yeah honestly if you look at the <laughs> results I've had over the last few years um I tend to have a lot of five gamers and a lot of them are won at 14-12 in the fifth or 13-11 in the fifth like far longer than it should be and it's because when I'm under pressure, I play the safe game. Like, I don't go for those attacking shots. I don't do, do anything too dangerous or risky. And that is what you should be doing the whole game. But when I play that, my game improves considerably. And that's so I guess I do play my best squash when I'm under pressure or behind, I guess. And you guys ended up winning 6-3, so it wasn't the decider, but you definitely helped them get there. And, I mean, this is a third straight year you guys have been second in the NESCAC, which is hadn't been done before by Bates before that. So how proud are you of this, you know, class's accomplishments and your teammates as well? Uh, it feels incredible, honestly, because before coming into Bates, it's, it, before I came to Bates, it had never been done. And it's three years in a row now that I've been a part of the team that's done it. And... The team's evolved. It's changed considerably. We lost Kalik. We lost Hatata. And we have gotten slightly weaker at the top. But it's the resilience that this team has to change. Like, we have made sacrifices over the season. And it's all paying off now. Right at the end, with Nescax, our goal was to come second. And we knew it was going to be harder this year because we lost another great number one. Um, 
but it's just incredible to see the fight that these guys have. It shows you that like college squash is not just all about talent. It's about how much grit, how much determination you have, who wants it more, really. And you can see it in the players. There are some players on our team who really, really want to win. And that can take you to victories over players who are even better than you are, technically better talented. But the hard work and determination always comes out on top. Right, they have those like numerical rankings on U.S. squash mm-hmm. and stuff, but you guys probably try to ignore those as much as possible. Right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so there's there are people who look at it all the time. <laughs> um, <Okay>. So <laughs> there are some, like as a freshman, I looked at every before every match, I used to look at the rating, I used yeah. to try finding them on YouTube. Yeah. I used to psych myself out before these uh, matches thinking, oh, he's rated that much higher than I am, like what's going on? And some people don't grow out of it. Um, and it's a good thing. Some people actually enjoy knowing that they're going to be the underdog and mm-hmm. they're going to win. Right. Um, for me, it's irrelevant now. You just play the opponent you're given. You play the first few points as if you'd play anyone else. You don't give them too much respect. And you notice the difference because when we play someone like Trinity, people have already have it in their head that these guys are so much better and they change their game style. But you can actually hold on and hang in with these guys. If you just play the regular game, you don't show too much respect to your opponent by just like rolling over for him and I think it's really important to if these ratings are so important to you and psych yourself out then you definitely shouldn't be looking at them I was going to ask you about you know when you play an opponent like Trinity you got the day off mm-hmm. yeah, probably a little bit of relief you don't have to go out there yeah I mean um after that match against Williams I'm I don't even want to know what the Trinity player would have done to my ankles. Um, I would have been on the ground, like, rolling. I'd be coming back in a stretcher. It's just, um, that was a, the team played great against Trinity. Trinity's number one in the country. They haven't lost this season. Um, No one really expected us to win the match. But in matches like that, you're getting a chance to play someone who's so good that you can play the best squash you can with nothing to lose. And when there's no pressure, that's when players tend to play their best squash. You can you have the freedom to hit whatever you want because if you lose, you lose. Like, no one's expecting you to win anyway. And, yeah, I got the day off, and it was like a relief. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, while I'm looking at it, I'm saying, thinking, wow, I like I used to play against Hatada in practice, mm-hmm. and he was better than pretty much anyone on that Trinity team. Mm-hmm. And... As much as I used to get beat down by him every day at practice, I'm thinking if I can hold on even a little bit with him, I can definitely hang with these guys and at least rally with them. Maybe not win, but at least play a considerably considerably long match with these guys. And I, I kind of missed it, even though I did knew I was going to lose if I did play that match. Now, next up for you guys, you have team nationals coming up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's always a question, you know, B flight or C flight. What's your evaluation of it right now? Have you looked very close to it? Um, yeah, so the new rating system, I, I don't do the math behind it. No. Um, <laughs> we have assistant coach Greg Bourne who does all of that, um, and he knows probably what we're going to be even before. We haven't talked to him yet. Um, but right now, at least from our assessment, it looks like we might be in the C flight. Um, we don't know yet, obviously, but... It's possible, and it doesn't matter because we go in looking to win regardless. And at the end of the day, regardless of whichever team we play, all we want to do is win. And the, if it's the B flight, so be it. If it's the C flight, then yeah, we're going there to win the title, the championship, and be the best team in the C flight. And I think right now, if we're not in the Bs, we might at least be the top or second seed in the seas right and two years ago you guys brought home that trophy right yep. and if we're in it we're gonna do it again because um 
yeah, we're not here to like sit around and say, oh, we're in the seas. Like, I, I don't know what to do. We're going to go into the seas thinking, yeah, we're going to beat all of these guys because we've done it before and we'll do it again. It's quite a bit of time between now and Team Nationals, right, at least for the men. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we've got two weekends off for the first time in like a couple months. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's quite challenging because now you have to maintain your focus. So this, like people, we've achieved something significant at NESCAC and people want to celebrate. Uh, we couldn't last night because we got here at like 1 a.m. <laughs> right. But um, at the same time, it's Nationals is still our most important event of the year. And maintaining focus is super critical to what we're trying to do. Um, we're going to have practice every day. We're going to have practices on maybe some days on the weekends. But I, I know this team so far with what they've done. I've seen what the team can do. And I believe this team will remain focused for the rest of the season. I want to ask you a little bit about maybe um, academic side of things, maybe the job hunt. I don't know. You're a senior. What's going on there? Um, so academically, I think I've uh, done fine over the four years. Um, I had a rough start to school, but I think I've recovered pretty well from that. Um, Job-wise, I took up a position at analysis group in October. Nice. Um, so I will be in Boston uh, starting June as an ec uh, economic consultant. So I'm really looking forward to starting there. Um, yeah, it feels like it doesn't feel great that everything's coming to an end, but at least I've got the next part of my uh, life planned out for now. We have one more short term here. Are you starting? Yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah. will be staying yeah, yeah. for short term this year <laughs> and sure. hopefully enjoying it a lot. Excellent. Well, Adi Namri, our male Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. The men's basketball team defeated Maine Farmington 76-57 on Tuesday but fell to Hamilton and Amherst over the weekend. The women's basketball team also fell to Hamilton and Amherst, but both teams get a chance to bounce back this Friday against Trinity. The men's basketball team is home for Senior Day with tips set for 7 p.m. And a win would keep the Bobcats' NASCAC tournament hopes alive. Meanwhile, the Alpine and Nordic skiing teams combined for an 8th place finish out of 15 teams at the UVM Carnival last weekend. They continue their seasons this weekend at the Dartmouth Carnival. Finally, the track and field teams look to continue to build momentum this week at the Valentine Invitational. We'll recap this upcoming week of track, skiing, and hoops next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates.